Well, ladies, we're so excited to be able to go on a little trip today to Germany, to Berlin. So we are going to join Marco and Katrina. They are ready for us. Hello, Marco and Hi. Katrina. Hi. Hi. Good to see you. <laughs> good evening. How are you guys? Very well. We're good. Thank Very you. Well. Thank you. Good. Well, it's so good to be with you. Thank you for letting us come into your home this evening yeah. and be with you. Cool. We know you guys are super busy and we're just so glad to have this opportunity to talk with you. Well, we're going to go ahead and get started right away. And one thing that we just always love to start with is we love to get to know our missionary families. So would you guys tell us a little bit about your backgrounds, where you grew up and how the Lord saved each of you? Um, well, I actually grew up here. My parents are missionaries. Um, so I, I moved to Germany when I was about three months old. We lived in the States um, for a couple years in between when my dad went to seminary and then um, while I was in college um, for two years. But other than that, I mostly lived in Berlin, Germany. Um, the Lord saved me when I was about 12 years old. And um, yeah, then Marco also grew up in Berlin, but we didn't ever meet until we were adults yeah. so because yeah. it's, because Berlin is so small that's why you don't really need I'm actually the real Berliner maybe the only one at the EBTC the training center and maybe the only one at the church actually now maybe there are some more but yeah I was born and raised in Berlin um, um, you know, grew up in a um, half Christian home we went to a close brethren church but mostly um, we played soccer you know, and I left my parents home with 17. The Lord really saved me out of the world with 21, um, which is 15 years ago. And yeah, I, and then afterwards I, I got back to the church and, and looked for a healthy church. So I found the EBTC, the training center, the European Bible training center, and uh, they were affiliated with a good, healthy church. So I went there and, and then from that point on, I, I was hooked to the EBTC. <laughs> Well, Katrina, they were in a very unique position that you were a GMI missionary kid and now you are a GMI missionary wife. And I don't know if that was part of your planning as you were growing up that you desired that. But how did the Lord make that happen? It's how did you? Plan. Plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, actually no. Honestly, I always planned to move back to the States and go to college. I loved growing up in Germany. I did feel at home here. I mean, my dad's also German, so it, I, I never really had to deal with this, like, as much of a culture shock as other missionary kids. Um, Only sure. <laughs> but I did, I, I always planned on moving back to the States at some point. Like, realistically, to me, there's not a huge pool of strong Christian um, young people or um, men. And for some reason, I just assumed I would meet someone while I was in the States and that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> and, um, I ended up moving back, um, to Germany because of some, yeah, tax related paperwork. Um, and, um, during that time met Marco or got to know him better. And, um, obviously it was the Lord's plan that I'd move back to Berlin and that, um, I would marry a man who wanted to go into ministry, but it wasn't necessarily my my plan. <laughs> I didn't know that we would be going into ministry when we started dating and mm -hmm. got engaged, though. That was never, there was never a question at that point. So how did the Lord lead you to then, after he used taxes to bring you together? 
<laughs> his divine sovereignty. How then did you guys, Marco, were you already headed on that path toward ministry or what was it that the Lord yeah. gave you guys that? Yeah, early when I um, came to the EBTC, to the training center, um, I realized that I really need training. And, and the more I really um, learned from the Bible and got taught at the EBTC, I realized that this is really everything I want to do in my life. Um, I was working as a financial manager at that time, but but um, soon after that, um, the EBTC, it's 10 years ago now, actually, that the training center really uh, brought me on. And, and then I realized this is everything I want to do in uh, my life for the EBTC, the training center, and of course, um, also at the, at the church just to serve and, and to be yeah, full-time involved in ministry. So I worked. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. So then you guys met, and you met through the church then technically? Or where was that? that he was working moment? for my dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. We met at the um, European Bible Training Center, the yeah. TMAI training center. I moved back um, from master's for a semester was the idea. Um, I was working for my dad as a secretary, and Marco was also work like freelancing sort of. Or working, at the beginning. And working for free, more essentially, more. initially. Um, <laughs> That's what you do at EBTC. <laughs> at first. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, so we saw each other pretty much every day. And then he, we were also going to the same church and yeah, he was, I was the leading youth pastor, the youth group. Yeah. So every day. And he was discipling my brother and was pretty yeah, much there every Sunday nice. for lunch. So my family loved him before I even <laughs> knew him. <laughs> yeah, before I loved him, my family already did. So. Well, we're very thankful for how the Lord worked out all the details and to have your family love your husband as well. So praise the Lord. That's true. (laughs) And the Lord's given you guys after marriage, such beautiful children. You have three wonderful children. I know they're probably in bed right now, but tell us a little bit about them. Yeah. We're going to show you a couple pictures while we're talking about the family. That's probably the best way. So here's a second. There's like the Andresen clan, which I mean, my brother is the on the right side. Yeah, Marco's um, brother is married to my sister Stephanie. So my t- family taking over the Andresens. We love these fun facts. So now tell us. Now was Daniel also working for ABC when he met St- Stephanie? Because we're noticing a pattern. If that's the case, and <laughs> no, no, Stephanie, uh, your dad's maybe yeah, Daniel, didn't, Daniel actually didn't get saved until after Gabriel, our oldest, was born. Um, and they'd met, but they didn't really know each other because Stephanie was at the Master's University, um, I think, until like two, two actually, until 13. we moved there for seminary. Yeah, 2013. So, so yeah, they just had their um, second one. They have Emily. So, this, this picture is probably a year old two, mm-hmm. or something. They just had their um, James Philip Bartholomew last Friday. And uh, yeah, so that's like the growing family. Uh, here are our three kiddos. Gabriel is behind me. Then there's Caleb and Isabel. Gabriel is six, turning seven now. Caleb is turning five in a couple of days, actually. And Isabel is our little one. She is three and turns four. So um, this picture is of Gabriel's first day of school in Germany. Um, they it's a pretty big deal they each get a big um i don't know what it's called like it's a bag filled with goodies i guess um candy yeah it's a really (laughs) really big deal they have candy and toys and like the whole extended family is there for it this is a picture from i think last spring or summer in a field like 
probably like a 10 minute walk from our yeah, house. Yeah, we have, that's our backyard in the summer. The three kiddos love to play. Um, as you can see, they love to smile. <laughs> they don't always look this good. They had just gotten haircuts from my mom. Yeah, see, <laughs> it's further in the back. Just having some fun, nice creams, getting more. This Berlin downtown, there, it's a Berlin dome and then the TV tower to the right. That's an old church. See, there's a Bible reading time with mommy and the three kiddos. That's in our living room. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now, do your kids speak English and German, German fluently? Um, their English is better. <laughs> um, yeah, but the main language at home is, yeah, is English. We would, yeah, mother tongue is English. But um, Gabriel's German has improved tremendously since he's been in school for the last six months. And Caleb and Isabel both can speak German, and they, they understand pretty much everything. They just prefer to speak in English. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gable's German is really good. Caleb is sounds like an American, and Isabel is just hilarious. I mean, when she when she speaks German, it sounds pretty good. But I mean, it's she just, makes up half. It's the words, just hilarious. So. But one day we'll all they will all speak my language. Yeah, with, yeah. With, <laughs> the language I grew up. Uh, so this is just my father here, just working on our car, just the busy work of life. A lot of rain in Berlin, so the kids love it. And, here with Emily, that she, um, Daniel and Stephanie's daughter, and they all love to draw on color. This is also a German um, tradition, tradition yeah. that they go and with lanterns as a school. Like there's a day every year that um, all the schools or kids go out with lanterns. And then um, this is a picture of ladies at our church sewing uh, costumes for the Christmas nativity scene this year. Um, Fun time with... President Christian Andresen. <laughs> and again, reading time. And then Christmas, of course, last Christmas with the kiddos. Had a lot of fun. And then we, had, we just went away a little bit over New Year's, had some fun with the family, my birthday with a gluten-free, egg-free cake that I have to eat since last year. Some new diet and fun. And then, of course, a little snow this here. This is the Berlin. only snow we had. Yeah, the yeah. only snow. That was not, it was cold, but not really that snowy. There we go. It is a crazy group. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for showing. We get to get a sneak peek into the kids without having yeah. to be able to talk with them, but we're loving the pictures. Well, let's, before we talk into get into ministry topics, let's set the stage a little bit with um, just the setting, where exactly um, is all this ministry taking place? Give us the setting of Berlin, of Germany, the cultural climate, the people, just so we can understand the context in which you guys are living and serving. Yeah, Berlin, I mean, we're here in Germany, not far away from Wittenberg, right, where 500 years ago, Martin Luther was nailing the, the Wittenberg, Wittenberg um, door, uh, the thesis. And um, 500 years later, I, I think there's pretty much nothing left um, um, I mean, we, especially when you go further east, and we are in East Berlin, um, and, and so Czech Republic and East Berlin is maybe the most atheistic place on earth. So they don't believe in anything, and they don't want to believe in anything, and they actually don't, they're not really interested in, in you at all. So it's not, in, in the States, when I, uh, when I came, everybody is greeting you. I know it's a little bit different. I mean, it's culture, but here, if you greet somebody, they think you want to attack them or so. I mean, it's just... You want to live for yourself. You don't. You don't. You're not interested. 
And actually, if you go around here for 10 hours, and, and maybe you'll find in 10 hours one, two person um, that believe in God, but believing in Jesus is so rare. Maybe, maybe, maybe it happens. I mean, that's really uh, almost a miracle. So uh, Berlin is big. There are millions of people. Uh, you can almost, with, the, with these high Soviet buildings where thousands of people sometimes live, you can have almost a, every third intersection, you can have a church with multiple of hundreds of people. So you could, yeah. it's very foreign and, and um, the people... Are, are lost they don't really see God or, or or the Bible but 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 this is the best place to be and we're really happy I mean what the Lord is doing everywhere in Europe with the EBTC we're so connected with the rest of TMAI the massive campaign international and see what's really going on and even though people are not searching for God and total there are enough people that actually do and we're really 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 thankful for being involved in in such a place like this here in Berlin hmm. Well, in light of that, give us then now the picture of the ministries that you guys are involved in. Tell us a little bit more about EBTC, because some of us might not be familiar with the ministry of that, and tell us how you guys are involved there. Yeah, so the EBTC, the European Bible Training Center, is um, maybe for the last 10 years my, my main work where I'm involved. Um, I, I, I did so much over the last 10 years. I'm now only teaching um, a couple classes in the counseling program and in the uh, Bible study program, also homiletics, a couple classes. Um, I'm overseeing the conferences that are every year. We have also a German Shepherds Conference with no docs, but it's still a German Shepherds Conference. And, and I'm also um, overseeing the director of the Master of Divinity program, um, um, 26 European students from 12 countries that are studying on a master's level. In Europe, which is very exciting, and we started this now for um, two years ago, and it's just exciting to see <clears throat> we ha we have over, I think, three hundred students in all the different locations at the EBTC, with um, over thirty teachers. So the Lord is really continually blessing this ministry under the Pharaoh Christian Andresen, who is um, striving and driving us forward. But um, I mean, it's 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 exciting. If you if you want to be part of everything, then you have to come to Europe. So here you get it all. And, and that's definitely one part, um, one full-time job is the EDTC on the side. <laughs> sure, absolutely. And then, Marco, in addition to that, you also are the pastor of a fairly new church plant. So tell us about your guys' church and about the ministries there. Exactly. So 2016, right? Yeah, 16, we, we yeah. planted a church two and a half years ago. Um, it was almost a mega church plan for Germany with 23 people or adults and, and yeah. I think uh, eight kids. So that's usually not normal in, in Germany or in Europe. But we, we're a pretty good group and we're now uh, around 80. I mean, really after eight and um, um, two and a half years, uh, the Lord has blessed us with a lot of people are coming and looking for a good church. And we have a good leadership team. Christian Dresen is one of the pastors. Nick Kalina, who is an American with who came to um, Germany with six kids and, and his wifey uh, a couple years ago. And, and we just um, ordained our, uh, our deacon last year. And, and we're just having a lot of fun at the church, um, seeing how many people. I mean, we have around 30, 40 visitors every Sunday. So it's, we have a very um, well-developed um, greeting ministry, I would say, which is just so necessary because in Germany, it's really... Like I said, when you go out on the streets, it's really difficult. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people are coming to the church, so the discipleship starts when they're entering our, 
um, um, church. And we want to make sure that everybody comes to our church is welcomed and gets to know us, uh, sees uh, Christ's love and, 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 and goes away and understood what we stand for and, and proclaim scripture, praising the, uh, the word, uh, the, the Lord through the word and through um, prayer and worship. And we're really thankful um, for this church plant and keeps us busy. But, um, but overall, I mean, being part of that church plant is so much fun because church is difficult in Germany. We have so many problem churches and leadership problems and students that come to us. So really telling the people, church is a lot of fun. It's, it's it really, when you get there, people get discipled. We worship together the Lord. We have good fellowship and good food and all that we have in Germany. Uh, it's, it's exciting for the people. And so more and more joining our church, we, we have a baptism coming up with a um, um, couple of new believers. So it's just a huge joy for us to be part of that. Well, that's just such an amazing grace of the Lord, Marco, just to even hear what you guys are saying about the general um, culture of German people. And yet the Lord has given you guys such a vibrant church and that just even with so many new visitors, what would you say are some of the strengths of the church right now, the greatest strengths, or how do you see the Lord really using your guys, your guys' church in such a dynamic way in light of what the typical climate of Berlin is? Yeah, I, here's some pictures again from the church. Um, so maybe this describes it really well. Um, uh, this was our summer, um, whatever, retreat, we right? Church retreat, yeah. Church retreat, we did a crazy um, water um, game and we just had a huge joy and, and, and good fellowship together. And I think that's one of our biggest strengths is really to, to show the people that we as Christians, um, uh, I mean, we're the best when we are together. And, and when, when we stay together, when we understand we are united in Christ, we're, we're striving for the same goal and, and um, come together under the word. And, and, and probably may, that's maybe the biggest strength that a lot of people come to our churches, um, the clear pr uh, preaching of the word, really expository preaching, preaching what the word says, um, which is so counterculture in Germany because everybody goes off scripture. But we are standing firm for that. That's what we hear too, as one of the first things that they were convinced mm -hmm. by the teaching yeah. and that it's really um, that they can understand what's being taught because it's scripture based and not. Yeah. 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 And the, and the second one, maybe let's stand, let's stand here a little bit. And the second one is really, um, yeah, our fellowship. It's, it's, I mean, I love discipleship. I'm studying it for years now. And I really, um, as one of the pastors leading the church, um, want everything in the church to be discipleship. It's all about relationship. It's all about um, intentional relationship for the purpose of growth into Christ likeness. And that's really what we try to um, cultivate in our church, uh, structure in a sense, um, all the ministries around that, that we understand we are disciple of Christ and we want to disciple one another. And that's maybe the two biggest strengths that we are very thankful that how the Lord is really cultivating or bringing that into the mind of the people and they're enjoying it because we have so many so many different people we have the russian germans we have some from south africa we have the crazy americans and and so many different people um, but they're all coming together and realize this is really this this is the church this is following christ and it's really exciting well that's such a beautiful illustration of what we've been studying in ewg this week we've been in ephesians studying the unity in the body of christ so praise the lord for seeing that in your body there in Berlin. As you guys look um, ahead, even in the next few years, as you look to your church, what are areas that you desire to see 
growth in or areas that we can be praying for your church? Yeah. You have anything particular? I mean, we, we definitely have a bunch of uh, prayer requests. Um, um, I mean, we're, we're really working on the leadership, um, really trying to um, getting more young men into ministry, mm-hmm. um, reaching their hearts, so to speak, uh, by, by figuring out their calling and trying to invest in the future. So that's a big thing because, I mean, everything in our church is really around leadership and, and, and a good structure there because in Germany usually have, uh, especially in German Russian churches, you have usually three to 400 people and you only have two or three leaders or elders, but they are full-timers like, like we all do are, there is no full-time pastor, but, but, but realizing a healthy church needs a lot of good leaders in, in, in all these ministries. So leadership um, development is a, a huge, and of course um, I'm always for our youth ministry, I think the youth ministry has changed in Europe so much in the past 10 years. When I was still involved in the old church and youth ministry, there were still so many um, young people that were excited about scripture. But, but today with all the media and everything that's so accessible, they are di- distracted in every direction. Yeah. And it's really hard to have a commitment really falling. So the next generation has a pretty tough uh, phase right now, especially also here in Germany, but it's everywhere. So, but, but yeah, youth ministry. And then of course, for us as leaders, uh, as you heard, um, um, and families, I mean, um, my, my wife too, uh, because we have so many hats on as, as pastors, you know, with Christian being EBTC and the church, Nick, um, Artuar, Deacon, myself, we're all always so split and, and, and stretched so thin and we have to balance everything. And then, of course, we have also families and growing families. Here's just another um, picture that it's really true that our family is growing. Here, just let me show this one. There we go. Oh. She's sitting right now, so you cannot see it. Oh, congratulations. What a fun announcement. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, praise the Lord. So, yeah. The, the, yeah, for our family, of course, for the kids, um, Gabriel in school and, and, and the baby. Everything is going great with the next baby that comes in the beginning of April. So, Lord willing, I can come over. Yeah, for it's a boy or a girl. We're planning on it's a boy. Yeah. So it'll be three boys and a girl. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to Shepherd, so you can pray for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything looks good so far. How are yeah. you feeling, Katrina, during this pregnancy? Okay, I've I've had <laughs> um I had three C sections um. And so this pregnancy has been a little bit more challenging than the last. Um, but the way the German healthcare system works, I've actually been able to have um, help in my, the home. So I'm not doing all of my housework. And um, that's really helped because we also have three flights yeah. of stairs in the house. So um, I think we have a few young moms who are deciding to move to Germany all of a sudden. That's amazing. That's wonderful. Yeah. So I'm very, very thankful for that. Um, but the baby's doing fine. And um, yeah, and so far everything looks good. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, praise the Lord. Well, this is just such a wonderful, I love that we started with the pictures too with the kids because obviously in your home is your primary ministry. You're welcome to bring them down. Are, they, are we waking them up? Hi. Yeah. We just got to hear about your new baby. it is about they got just got back from bible study so we're we're still awake these little oh sure well 
totally up to you if you guys want them to come in. We don't want to. The boys are the boys? They have the jeans for mommy and Isabella's oh. like daddy. How are you, sweetheart? We're so glad to see you. These are lots of ladies from Grace Community Church who love your family. And I know it's like. <laughs> what do you Isabel really likes horses, and she remembers every name of Surprise. any horse she's ever ridden. Oh, very good. Have you ridden horses? Wow. What's your favorite kind of horse to ride? Do you like brown ones? What color? Bella. Bella's brown, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll remember that, that you like horses as well. That's mm -hmm. important to know. <laughs> well, just as we look to, again, your primary ministry in the home, we know that that's your guys' heart to be faithful there. And we see even with your beautiful children in the pictures, just a wonderful job that you guys are doing and teaching them in the Lord. And Katrina, you obviously have a crucial role in that, especially at this time as the children are young. But so what does a typical week look like for you? Obviously, it's a little bit different than Marco balancing between EBTC and the ministries of the church. But what are you guys kind of involved with week in and week out? Um, well, during the week, I'm mostly home with the kids. Um, Gabriel just started school, so he's in first grade. And um, so now that involves early mornings and homework, but not, not too much yet. So he's actually loving school, which is a blessing. <laughs> um, so Caleb and Isabel and I have a little more time in the mornings. But um, yeah, most days I would say is like any mom at home with kids. Um, we go to the park, um, we get chores done at home, we eat food that I cook, so, and then I, we try to go to Bible study um, every Wednesday. The kids really, really like going, which is, which is also a huge blessing, um, and Sundays are also a huge highlight for the kids. Most of their friends are at church, even though it's a huge um, age range of kids. Um, so far, um, they've all really really enjoyed mm -hmm. playing together so um sundays and wednesdays are probably their favorite days of the week which is it's huge for us and um so i i also get to serve in the nursery so for us that group is zero to two years old and i lead that with one of the other moms um and we take turns on and off that's growing as the church is growing and um and I, I don't do any teaching, but I do have some discipleship relationships with younger girls um, or just conversations on Sundays whenever the kids allow. Yeah, there's a women's ministry um, that meets once a month. Uh, my mom teaches that for the most part, but I, do, I am involved in um, talking and praying for other women in conversations and stuff. So encouraging other moms. That's so, great. A wonderful, wonderful blessing. And Katrina, how do you work in even with the discipleship relationships at this time in life when obviously with the, the little ones, what are your strategies for making that happen? Yeah, it's not, it's not super regular. I have to admit, in general, um, I'm having those conversations either with the girls that are helping me um, in nursery. Um, so I try to have the, the young girls that help me on Sundays also be the girls that I'm meeting with. And um, I'll ask those girls also to be babysitting for me so that I can spend time with them um, when they do come over. Otherwise, I 
do texting <laughs> just to check up on them. And um, yeah, I, Alina. Yeah. Also, yeah. The young lady who's helping me in our home, it actually worked out that she is from our church. So we were allowed to choose who could help us. Um, we're also going to house guys. House guys like, Bible study, right? Yeah. Like with Anwen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's one of the other little girls, right? Mm -hmm. Alina, um, the young lady who helps us in the home, she's also a, a new... Not, she's not a member yet, but she's in the membership class. And so obviously I have a lot of time to talk to her. She's here three days a week. And um, so I've had the opportunity to have lots of conversations with her. And mm -hmm. she sees, you know, my day-to-day -day life with the kids. Mm -hmm. So that's probably the main relationship that I have right now. Um, Praise the Lord. Yeah, which is good. Well, as a new pastor's wife in the church in the last three years, what would you say has been maybe one of or several of the greatest blessings from being a pastor's wife that you are just so thankful for at this point? Yeah, I'd say um, I'm very, very grateful that we started out with um, a team of leadership. I just um, horses. <laughs> <laughs> she just loves horses. Is that what you <laughs> Yeah. Um, I don't start it out. Yeah, don't forget. <laughs> All right, we got it. Well, I'm keeping them on tabs with that. Don't you worry. Okay. We got the horses. <laughs> well, there's really, I'm just thankful that the, our husbands are so close and that they're good friends. I feel like, um, yes, they are stretched thin in certain areas and they're working really hard on multiple fronts, but um, they're also really good friends. And I can say that for the relationships that we have as wives too, which is huge, um, that our kids all really enjoy each other's company. That's made it um, just enjoy enjoyable and not tough. Um, I think it's been also neat to see how much the church has grown and the feedback that we've gotten, that it's really due to um, the teaching. Um, so the investment that I see that Marco is putting into sermons and the other men too, that the, um, it's having the results that we're praying for and hoping for. Um, yeah. And I think just seeing too, that the, there's, um, families joining the church that really, <laughs> that, um, you know, where we have children's ministry that is able to serve them, and we've been able to expand with the needs of um, the growing families. So we have a few, we started out with one Sunday school, and now we also have nursery and three different age groups of Sunday schools, and that's happened in the last two and a half years. And um, yeah, so that's really encouraging and exciting to watch. Mm -hmm. So. Well, you guys, again, are in a unique situation in that you are not learning the language. You are not trying to figure out the culture. By God's grace, you are really the, the kind of model of even what TMAI is training the men to be, right? Training them in their own culture, in their own language, because you have the ability, by God's grace, to be far more effective and far more immediate in that effectiveness. So with not having those challenges, obviously, ministry is never short of challenges, but what are some ways that you feel that the Lord is stretching you or has been uh, different challenges that you guys have been experiencing over the years? Yeah. Um, maybe one of the biggest ones is just um, showing the people really what a healthy church looks like. Mm -hmm. It's um, maybe, the, yeah, 
wherever you go, I mean, I teach, I, I just taught in um, Kaiserslautern in the south, near to Rammstein actually, and, um, and, and to a leadership group and telling them from scripture what a healthy church looks like. So that's probably of the, one of the biggest challenges for the people. We don't have model churches in Germany, not that many right now. So um, a lot of people are looking for a healthy church, but they really don't understand what it means to, uh, to be part of a um, uh, body of believers. And then, of course, the second one is actually what it means to be a Christian. I mean, um, you hear it maybe from your, from your, from your uh, family, you hear from maybe from your parents, and you hear that it's church, but really what it means day, day to day. So maybe that's the biggest one, just helping the people to live out their, their faith and their, their relationship with Christ. Um, yeah, and then yeah, I mean, we're we're there's so much influence. We have so many charismatic churches also in Berlin that that are growing. So showing them what a real church looks like and what a real Christian should be, and what I mean, pre preaching the word. And I mean, we cannot change hearts, uh, especially with the young people. I mean, like I, like I said before, they are in all directions. But I mean, we're preaching the word and hope that they make the right decisions. But these are I mean, the normal challenges, I think, of ministry that we have week to week, and we invest a lot in people, people get excited. We just had a young guy converted from Islam last year, and I baptized him, and then he went away. We had a new one last Sunday, um, um, a Turkish man that just converted from Islam to a, to a, um, a Christian faith, and he has to confess his dad now um, that he is a believer, and they will kick him out. So, I mean... These are pretty tough things that we also have to deal with. I mean, just also the refugees, one of the questions that you had. There's so much influence, so much going on in Berlin. And just um, just being faithful and continually um, trusting the Lord that he will do his work in the hearts and, and just um, preaching the word and praying for them. But yeah, they're, they're just, it's just ongoing. It's, a church is 24-7 everywhere, but in Berlin it's it's... It's really, it's, this could be every, I mean, you could disciple them all day long, and it, it, which is a huge joy, but it's very challenging. Sure. Well, we're so thankful for your faithfulness in both of your hearts and how you desire to be used of the Lord and being faithful in whatever he gives you. We do have a couple other extra minutes. Um, Marco, can you speak more to what you were speaking of about the Syrian refugees and, yeah. refugees and tell us a little bit about the background of that? Yeah. I mean, we have many camps in Berlin. I mean, Berlin is huge. So there are many places, even when I go to work, actually, to the Ostbahnhof, to the center of Berlin, I, I drive by maybe 10 or 20 of these camps. They're everywhere. Um, and they came to Berlin. They're in Berlin. Okay. And we actually, through our tour, our deacon, uh, we sent them to Jordan uh, for, I think, a year or a summer or something. I mean, he was more there for three eight. months, yeah. about a year ago. Okay, and um, and he learned some Arabic. So, um, really, for he he reached out to them. Then we have a connected church that is reaching out to them. But it's 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 not easy. They're really closed up from community, through the police, to the government. So getting into the camps is not not easy. And then also, I mean, sure, the culture is if you know the language, you you you, you reach their heart. So and learning Arabic in all different dialects there are uh, in the Eastern countries that they speak, it's, it's not easy. So we're, we're working on this and, and, and we're having some help and Arthur's reaching out and, and a couple other ones. And yeah, and, and we have a good, good um, 
reports from other churches that are helping them. And actually, I mean, and, and, and the more people are coming to our place and even the, the two guys that we are, I mean, we have two Turkish people that, that speak different languages. They help a lot to reach out to them. And, but at the end, um, you, you, you have to be careful that it's not just about, you know, social gospel in a sense. Um, it's really bringing them to Christ and they make a commitment. So a, a lot of them just because um, the social system in Germany is so helpful to people. So a lot of people just say that they are Christians and, and, and to get all the money that they have here. And then Germany is um, very fast for giving money. So that, that makes it all a bit um, interesting. But I mean, we're reaching out to them and it's, and it's a perfect opportunity for us and we're not neglecting us also as a church. Sure, sure. Praise the Lord. Well, before we end our time, is there any other updates or prayer requests or any more news about horses, Isabel? Or you also gave me a horsey. I did. I gave you a horsey. <laughs> and prayer requests. We said. I mean, the pregnancy, of course, the kids, um, also, and at the church. We would love to just take a moment now and end our time in prayer. So. Let's go to the Lord and pray for the Ptolemies. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we're so thankful for this sweet family. We thank you so much for saving Marco and Katrina, Lord, and for divinely and sovereignly appointing them to this very work, Lord, to bring them together to minister alongside the Andresens, Father, and the rest of the EBT staff to plant this church, Father, that you are using so dynamically to raise their family, Lord, in the nurture and admonition of you, Father. We're so grateful for all the ways that you continue to provide and protect them, Lord, and we ask that you would continue to do so. Lord, we thank you so much for this church, and we pray for Marco, for the other elders and deacons. Father, please give them great humility in their wisdom and in their leadership that they could honor and serve you in a way that honors you, Father. We ask that you would continue to develop the other leaders in the church, that you would give them grace and even give them encouragement to know how to lead. Lord, we thank you for the example of Marco and Christian and the other men, and we do pray that you would continue to grow men and women to step up in the church and to make the church stronger. Father, we ask for the youth of the church, Lord, that you would give the leadership and the families of the church, great wisdom in knowing how to reach these young people for Christ, Lord, as we all fight in such a world that's competing with technology and everything and anything else that's out there, Father. Please give us wisdom. Please continue to give Marco and the leadership um, great grace, Father, to love, to serve them, and to reach them for Christ. Lord, we thank you so much for the ministry of EBTC. We thank you for the many ways, Lord, that they reach across all of Europe, Father, in various languages. We do pray that you continue to be with the men and women who are trained there, that their hearts would be steadfast on Christ, that they would love their Savior first and foremost, and that the training that they receive would be a blessing in their own lives and be reflective in how they live and how they minister, Father, more effectively for you. And God, we are so grateful for the ministry that Marco and Katrina have in their own home, Father. We thank you so much for their desire and their passion to see their children know and love their Savior, God. And we pray that you would cause Gabriel and Caleb and Isabel, Lord, to uh, love you with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Father, please give Marco and Katrina great grace in shepherding them 
We ask that you would continue to give Katrina's strength even in this pregnancy and endurance as she uh, carries the baby. Please continue to keep him safe, Lord, and Katrina safe and give her the great grace to love her children with all patience and wisdom, Father. Lord, we're so thankful for the time we've had together. And we just ask a blessing over the Bartolome family, for the Andresens, and for all the ministries that you are fulfilling and you are blessing in Berlin, Lord. In our Father's name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys again so much for making the time. Isabel, thank you for coming down and sharing with us about the horses. We're so glad to see you tonight. Will you give your brothers hugs from us? Maybe? Okay, good, good. And we just want to give a little pan around the room because all the ladies would love to say goodnight to you guys. Oh, we have a guten Abend. Did you hear that? That was... Do you guys <laughs> guten Abend. Abend. Oder nicht guten Tag. Yeah, genau. Guten Abend. Hi. Well, thank you guys. God bless you guys. We'll be continuing to pray for you, and we're eager to see you guys this summer, Lord willing. And Marco, Lord willing, in a couple weeks here at Shepherd's yeah. Conference. Yeah. Thank you so much for the time. We love talking to you. Say bye-bye, boo -bye, <laughs> Thank you so much for your love. Yes. Thanks, guys. God bless you guys. Thank Thank you. Bye.